Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. Let's talk about money. So we're so happy to be back after our fall break. Lillian was off gallivanting across 13 countries, and Will was busy making the rest of X-Ray's programming happen. So if you're a Facebook user, you may have gotten an invitation from a friend to join her at a party with some shopping or maybe on a live feed. Let's call this friend Linda. Linda's probably in her late 20s to early 30s. She's church-going, likely has kids. She started posting more and more on Facebook recently, talking about Beachbody or LuLaRue or Jamberry and how it changed her life. And she wants to let you in on the deal. Well, Linda is part of a multi-level marketing company. I've mentioned these in passing before on the show to warn you away from them, but I didn't really get into details. Um, I'd love to dive in further to talk more in depth about what MLMs are and how they can be big risks financially. For this episode, we're really excited to bring on Alden Wicker. Alden is a Brooklyn-based reporter who covers science-based sustainability for the conscious consumer and personal finance. She blogs about sustainable living at ecocult.com, a leading sustainability, ethical fashion, and lifestyle blog. She does, did in-depth reporting on the financial impacts of multi-level marketing on their business owners for courts, and we thought she'd be the perfect person to talk about MLMs. Alden, I'm excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I really enjoyed your piece. It was probably the most in-depth piece I've seen on the impact of these. You know, a lot of times when I see people talk about MLMs, it's very kind of distanced. Um, but I've seen some people that they can have really, you know, they, they feel very much in control of their life. They've had a lot of trouble landing jobs before. And finally, they find something that works for them and they succeed in MLMs. And I thought you did a good job of cap capturing, you know, that there's pros and cons for everyone. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you ended up reporting on multi-level marketing? I'm, I, I run a, a, a group of creatives and writers and bloggers um, called the Ethical Writers and Creatives, and um, we have a member who lives in uh, Texas. She's a, she's a mom, a uh, stay-at-home mom, and she was just complaining about this company called LuLaRoe, and um, she sent us a link, and I looked at it, and I was like, this looks like really cheap, disgusting, not very attractive, overpriced clothing. Um, and then I looked at the about page and I saw, you know, the, the language about female empowerment. And I was like, oh, it's just a multi-level marketing company, whatever. Um, and then I started, you know, listening more to her talking with another woman who lives in Virginia and they're complaining about it. And then they linked me, they linked a, a Reddit 
um, thread about them, and I realized, oh, like this is this is a huge deal. And I realized that um, they these multi-level marketing companies prey on economically disadvantaged women, and it really is a symptom of a lot of the problems we have in our economy, um, widening inequality, um, the fact that opportunity is concentrating in cities um, and leaving behind rural and suburban areas. Um, and so, you know, LuLaRoe and multi-level marketing companies um, are one huge piece of this puzzle that is um, leaving behind a huge group of uh, Americans. So you said that you kind of immediately recognized that um, LuLaRoe was a multi-level marketing company, but a lot of people don't really know what these are. Can you kind of explain what the basics of what a multi-level marketing company is? Sure. So a multi-level marketing company, um, some people will call it direct sales mm-hmm. um, uh, or you know, at-home selling. Um, they are a company where you can't buy the product from the company itself. You have to buy it from a distributor. So... Um, you know, if you ever have a woman or a man who is saying, hey, like, you would really like my nail stickers, um, and you say, great, where can I buy them from? And they say, me. Um, That's probably a multi-level marketing company. (laughs) And the reason why it's called multi-level is the fact that um, it has a structure where uh, each person who signs on to be a distributor is encouraged to bring in someone underneath them to sell underneath them, and then you get a bonus based on what they are buying or selling. Um, so that's that's basically what a multi-level marketing company is. And th- these these are sometimes they are actually could be illegal because they are kind of defined as a pyramid scheme. But it sounds like it sounds like the you know there's a lot of fuzziness around the edges about what is a pyramid scheme versus what is multi-level marketing. Um, can you talk more kind of about the differences between pyramid scheme and multi-level marketing? Sure. So. Um, it's, it's actually really hard for the FTC even to define what um, the differences between a multi-level marketing company and a pyramid scheme is. But a pyramid scheme at its most basic level is um, something in which has a pyramid structure. So at each level down, as you're recruiting more people and then they recruit more people underneath of them, um, you are bringing in more people um, to the point like each level down is like exponentially more people and eventually you're literally just going to run out of bodies to recruit and then at that point if if you have to if the only way you can make really make money is by recruiting people underneath of you the whole scheme will actually just collapse you'll re- reach market saturation you can't get more people the revenue dries up at the bottom and the whole thing just collapses um, and that's what makes these so dangerous um, now, the difference between, so what makes a legitimate multi-level marketing company, if that is actually a thing, which I'm not totally sure it is, <laughs> is the fact that the person at the bottom, one of the people at the bottom, can make money, a legitimate income, by just selling to other people um, and not recruiting people underneath of them. So, uh, you know, in theory, the pyramid could stop growing, everyone could keep making money, and it won't eventually collapse under its own weight. Right. And and so the kind of a, a lot of people end up unknowingly getting into these, right, because they they see them listed as a job or a business opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. And so how do how do people generally find out about and end up involved in one of these MLMs? 
Um, I, it used to be just, uh, you know, your sister or your friend in your hometown to recruit you, and now they're spreading across social media networks. So, um, you know, Facebook is a huge one. Um, you know, there's a lot of women now who are getting private messages from that girl that they knew in high school at one point. Yep. That's, that's like, hey, you know, I was kind of looking at your page, and um, I see that you have suffered some setbacks and I have an opportunity for you to take control of your life and earn a full-time income working part-time hours and you can take care of your kids you can do it from home your life will be perfect why don't you join me right and I liked the phrase that you used in your article which is that it's girl boss kind of mythology repackaged for a Christian stay-at-home mom set yeah um, actually, there's a joke that um, MLM stands for Mormons losing money because it's <laughs> so pervasive in the Mormon community because you have a lot of women with a large network um, built in. Uh, they're encouraged to be stay-at-home moms. Um, they uh, like community and events. I mean, who doesn't, obviously? But it sort of fits into their, their lifestyle um, really well. It uh, doesn't mean it works better for them than for other women, but um, it's incredibly pervasive. It's also pretty pervasive, pervasive in Christian networks. I mean, it really, really plays to that idea of God helps those who help themselves because women are told that, you know what, if you hustle hard enough, this is going to work for you. And if it doesn't work for them, then uh, those same women who were encouraging them to come in turn around and say, oh, well, you must not have been hustling hard enough. Yeah, totally. So what's one person's story that stuck with you from your reporting on LuLaRoe? So um, there was one woman we're going to call Ashley. Um, and most of the women that I talked to didn't want to use their real names because of fear of retaliation and harassment um, by other LuLaRoe sellers. Um, so we called her Ashley. Um, she, her husband lost his job, and he got a new job that was making half the income he was making before. They had a mortgage, um, and she was surrounded by women who are telling her that, you know, she can make a full-time income doing part-time work. Um, she didn't have the $5,000 you need to, um, to buy the initial inventory package for LuLaRoe, so she did what people were telling her to do, which is um, take out a low-interest credit card or several, because um, don't worry, you'll be able to pay it back. And she did that, um, and, uh, you know, the market at that point was already reaching saturation, so she had a really hard time selling these products. Um, and also these products, you know, a lot of them aren't even, you know, they're not even cute. You know, right. you get a box full of stuff, you don't get to choose the patterns, and a few of them are going to be cute and desirable, and the rest are just going to be duds. Um, and she was told to, you know, sell, sell, sell. If it's not selling, um, you know, maybe you just need more inventory. Like, people get excited about inventory, so buy more inventory. So she was being, she was, you know, she spoke up and said, hey, I think this is working. They'd say, you know, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You know, you're just not enthusiastic enough. Get more inventory, you know, really get your your head straight, and um, and you can do it. So she, she ended up putting her tax return back into the company, um, and they ended up uh, going really uh, far into credit card debt. I mean, she said at one point she had $8,000 worth of wholesale inventory in her basement, and she had to go to the food bank to feed her children. Oof. That's rough. And, you know, the this so you reported on these leggings, which theoretically have a much longer shelf life. But a lot of these other MLMs are things like, you know, 
powder for working out or our food products or energy products that actually have a pretty short shelf life. And so you've got mm -hmm. people doing kind of similar things where they're buying they're buying large quantities of inventory. And if they don't move them, they 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 actually just have waste. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the other thing about these things is, um, you know, you can get any of these products that are being sold through MLMs for cheaper on Amazon, at your local corner store. Um, they're incredibly overpriced for what they are. Um, I, I mean, if, and nobody, nobody's going to be like, you know what, this is a great idea. They're doing it. They're buying it from me because they feel guilty. Oof. So it's usually a pretty significant cost to get involved in an MLM, right? They usually have some sort of buy-in where you've got to buy this inventory. Um, is, is that generally correct? Well, um, you know, LuLaRoe was one of the highest buy-ins I've ever seen. It's $5,000 some places. Um, you know, it's little, it's $50 or $500. Um, but the thing is, is, even if it's a low initial required buy-in, once you do that buy-in, then you're going to start getting hounded. Oh, well, do you need more inventory? Like, that's not enough. How are you going to sell out of an empty wagon? Like, that's, you need a little bit more. Hey, you know, we have this fun new thing um, for Halloween. Like, you should pick up all this stuff for Halloween because it's definitely going to move. And you just keep getting told that you need to buy more inventory. And on top of that, once you're part of it, they say, you know, you're not going to, you can't stay an active seller unless you buy this much per month. So they sort of, you know, even if the initial buy-in is low, um, you have to look at, like, what's going to happen down the line because um, you're going to be pr pressured um, to do what's called inventory stuffing, which is buy all this inventory, buy all this inventory. And you know what? The company doesn't care if you actually are able to sell it. They've already gotten their revenue from you buying the inventory from them. You're right. the customer. Right. They, they don't, they're not that invested in you moving stock. They're yeah. invested in having moving stock to you. Yes. Um, so do people usually make money on an MLM? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, according to one study that was published on the FCC website, 99% of people who get involved in selling MLMs lose money. Wow. Wow. That yeah. is, that is significant. Um, did you, was there kind of a number that emerged in your reporting where, that you saw these women kind of lose? Was there an average or did it really depend on how they'd invested in it? Um, it depended. Um, you know, honestly, it's something that these, uh, it really depends on how much privilege you have going in. So if you are a stay-at-home mom with a nice, beautiful house where you can do these sort of live Facebook videos in front of a pretty background and you can have like a little, like a, you know, you can use your guest bedroom as a boutique and, and then you can use your ca use cash in order to pay for the initial buy-in and keep buying, um, you might do okay. Like you might um, and you're, you know, you're surrounded by other women who have money to throw down on leggings, um, leggings, <laughs> um, over like $60 dresses that you could get at like Kohl's for like 15, um, you might do well. Um, but if you don't, you could end up, I, I mean, I heard numbers that were ranging from, you know, 5,000, 10,000, $15,000 in debt. Um, Oof. you know, some women were taking out second mortgages to, uh, keep going, um, you know, uh, using their tax refund, which is like 2000 I mean, the, the numbers get really big. Wow. So, I mean, it sounds like generally success in an MLM is really determined by the amount of privilege you bring into it. It's not necessarily, <laughs> it's not necessarily about hustle, like they try to sell, sell you on it. Um, are there, are there folks that you've just time and time again saw are successful in MLMs? Is there someone that's li out here listening to this going like, oh, that's bad for those people, but, you know, I actually would probably succeed in an MLM? 
Yeah, sure. If you're like really unscrupulous and you have no <laughs> problem with throwing your friends and family under the bus, you will do great. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so hopefully we've warned people away from these multi-level marketing companies um, and possibly gotten some hate mail for ourselves. Um, but if people are, you know, there's so many of these out there. They sell all kinds of products. Do you have any advice for folks that are, you know, looking for jobs or looking for business opportunities that want to stay away from MLMs, how to recognize if something's an MLM? Yeah, absolutely. Um, something's an MLM if uh, they won't actually give you information about the financials of the multi-level marketing company. And you can't talk to someone who is a full-time employee. Like the, you're only talking to, like they're trying to recruit you and they say that they're an independent seller or direct seller, um, that's, that's probably an MLM. I mean, it, it's pretty easy to figure out. If things start sounding fishy or they're getting <laughs> aggressive with you, just, just walk away. Um, well, that's great advice. I hope, I hope that some of our listeners uh, do that if they get approached about these, which I'm sure you will on a Facebook uh, message near you. Do you have any, anything else you want to mention about uh, MLMs before we let you go? Yeah, you know, I want to. I do want to say that um, you know, there's a lot of women who are going to say, "Not my MLM, right? Like mine's different. The buy-in's low. You know, I can. I've done quite well. I've made money. Like they really care about me. The thing is, is that e even if there are multi-level marketing companies out there that are run in a way that's really, truly supposed to benefit women, um, the thing is, it's sort of like playing the stock market a little bit, which I'm sure you don't recommend your, your listeners do either. Um, you have to get in early. Um, it's sort of guesswork. Um, if you get in early and you're okay with, you know, knowing that women who get in underneath of you won't do as well as you are or might even lose money, um, yeah, you might, you might do well. But there's no way to tell because FCC doesn't require disclosures. So they don't have to tell you how many sellers they have. They don't have to tell you what the average income is. They don't have to tell you, um, you know, exactly what the bonus structure is like. They don't have to tell you anything. And so, you know, if someone says my MLM is not like that, they might be telling the truth or they might have no idea. Right. Well, thank you so much. This, it was lovely to talk to you. Thank you for all of your extensive reporting. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.